0: FM Podcast, this is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to A Conversation with David Sumrall. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Thursday, October 13th in the year 2022. Every time I think that we're going to hit the peak of crazy something else comes up and I'm telling you, it just keeps happening. I just, I haven't seen it yet, but I guess there's now a transcript floating around out there of a dinner describing a dinner with our favorite queen of the dark Lords, HRC, having dinner munching on the brains of, and I'll let you fill in the blank. I think you know where I'm going because it sure as heck isn't monkeys. I'll tell you that right now. In unbelievable. I mean, this is the sort of stuff that the world's not ready for, but it's here. All right, Patriots, Mike Lindell sent 20,000 pillows down to Florida. Everybody down at Fort Myers is getting pillows and blankets. And he's doing that just because that's the guy he is. That's the company he is. That's the reason we always, I always and will have him on this channel as much as we can. So give some support, and it's a great opportunity to support the effort by supporting Mike. It's supporting the effort for things like this. These are for the hurricane victims in Fort Myers. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. And your promo code is Bards, and you'll get great savings and great products and do a great service at the same time. There's three-piece towel sets on sale right now. Fantastic. He's got the Giza cotton sheets the pillows the classic my pillow mattress toppers you got mattress covers you've got duvets you have comforters you have mattresses and great flip slippers and everything else you need for your bedroom and your morning wake up it's fantastic so use that bards code b a r d s you're not going to be disappointed 800 975 2939 800 800-975-2939 is the call you make if you want to speak to a real person. That's a Patriot Pillow Counselor on standby. They've got, they're going to ask you for your promo code. You're going to say Bards, B-A-R-D-S. And it's going to just ignite a whole world of excitement for you. Because I'm telling you, after traveling the country, there is nothing like coming back to a my pillow rig as set up. It's pretty cool. And it is it is truly some of the best stuff ever made for sleeping. So check it out, mypillow.com. If you've already bought pillows and sheets and all this, this is a great time to start buying gifts. And if if you're building a bunker and you've got your 10,000 cans of tuna, you're going to want a good mattress and sheets and blankets and pillows to sleep on because tuna gets old, but sleep is refreshing. So do that too. So there you go. So check it out, mypillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. All right, so tonight... We have David Summerall on. And David is he is a head of StopHate.com. It's great play, great efforts that they're doing. He's also the one who worked to get, he's got two films out on January 6th. And one of them is Bloody Hill, which he worked on with Wano Savin. These are good films. And they're available on his website. You can go over and check them out. I would encourage you to check them out. They do great work. Now, you know very well that I've been, apprehensive to dig too much into the January 6th issues. I just have had some caution because of the number of infiltrators and FBI uh, insurgents that have decided to try to overthrow our country and set people up. The same FBI hand puppets that have infiltrated the militias, that have infiltrated the Proud Boys, that have infiltrated the Three Percenters, and they do all this and their their modus operandi has always been the same they want to get people instigated to, to perform a crime they encourage them they often even lead them and then they don't get charged but everyone else does so basically what they're doing is they're they're become they are the instigators and then they set up innocent Americans intentionally they entrap them and the FBI does that extremely well and that's the whole concept of how they've kept America under fear because they're always involved somehow. And, and by the way, here's a little side note. And um, to my understanding of my research to this point, and I have to continue this research, but there were four FBI agents killed in Waco. And the interesting thing is as just happened to be the same four FBI agents that were supposed to testify against the Clintons. So you can kind of see the level of this mafioso tactics, and it's pretty ugly, and this is uh, more of what more of the same stuff that we've been seeing. Also, just as a footnote, and I I'll see if I can find it again and get it up on our Telegram room, Bard's FM family room. There is there was some footage just recently released that somebody filmed on a VHS JVC VHS. Of the 9-11 attack. It was footage that was not confiscated. And here's what's absolutely amazing. And it's raw footage. There's no plane. Isn't that something? No plane. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? No plane. So I wonder what happened there. Like maybe somebody painted nanothermite in there and detonated it and kind of blew the building up so they could collect the insurance money. Something like that. Yep. Isn't that something? So you're starting to see the depth of the corruption. And remember, everything is a movie. If you haven't seen the latest garbage from Zelensky, they're they're literally doing holograms of him and then putting him in, using green screen holograms, and then installing him in different places to make it look dramatic. And when the interview, that the interview of the guy is doing the thing, they're even clear about it. They're like, well, we need to create an emotive effect for him. In other words, we need to lie to people to get them to believe that the Ukraine war is actually something we should do, it's crazy. It's crazy. And in other news, just so I highlight it, I really need to stress this point: Tulsi Gabbard was elected, nominated to the World Economic Forum's Junior Leader Group in 2015. Today, she responded to a tweet and said that they had used her photo and she didn't know about it. I, you know, as I keep telling you, these people are lying. And if you're going to start believing their lies and start believing like she's coming over to stump for a Republican and suddenly has found the light or something, people, please don't be so fooled. This was a whole move. It's controlled opposition. And it's just completely got the Patriots, half the Patriots like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because they they like the way a guy looks in a bikini. I don't know what that is, but it's something. And it's ridiculous. So let's you know keep your focus on where it is and that is what they're trying to do is keep you off base and keep you confused obviously they they went after Alex Jones for a billion dollars or some ridiculous amount to try to shut him down they're going to do that eventually probably to everybody if they get their way they don't want any information out and they're coming after people repeatedly to try to shut them down, to try to put fear, to try to prevent the truth from being put out. And so that was, that's just something to keep in mind. We've just got a lot of crazy right now going around. And of course, then this is the best one of the day that they, the January 6th committee called President Trump and, I like this next part, the 74 million MAGA voters a clear and present danger. In other words, let me translate that to real language. The January 6th committee has determined that they need to treat one third of the American population, including president Trump as domestic terrorists, round them up and incarcerate them or terminate their life. That is what they have just said. Just so you're clear. And that's that's just how they are playing. This These people are out of their mind. They're in sheer panic mode, but that doesn't mean they don't have power. Now, in the last little bit here before we jump into the interview, I'm just going to give you one of these, like, here's where I think things could go, crazy moments. And uh, I'll, I'll give it to you now so you can process this because you're going to hear about how bad January 6th is tonight, and it's a really good interview, and it really has changed my perspective on January 6th. But they have, they've issued a subpoena now or agreed to issue a subpoena to President Trump. Do not be surprised if they wait till after the elections to arrest him after they rig the elections and then don't be surprised if they charge him with high treason. By the way, high treason carries the penalty of death. I am telling you these people are out of their damn mind and they're going to do anything in their desperate attempts to try to stop this. So our big issue here in the 74 million clear and present danger maga voters. <laughs> Tom Clancy would be so proud and I'd be proud. I should get a shirt. I think we're going to have to talk to our shirt t-shirt guy. We need clear and present danger I love Jesus. That's what it needs right there. So, if we even have elections by the way, I'm not even sure they're going to have them. But if we do have elections, then um we're going to we'll have to have our t-shirts that says Clear and present danger. I love Jesus. But we got to keep that focus all the way through here. And really seriously, our eyes have to be on Jesus. We have to keep our relationship in God. This is our responsibility here to keep our faith enormously strong and to extend that to others. Because what they want more than anything is to provoke these 74 million MAGA clear and present danger voters into violence so they can justify martial law, roundups, and everything else. That's what their hope is. And there'd be nothing better than to see 74 million people on their knees praying to God repenting and saying, Father, give us mercy in this nation, and we turn back to you. That would be awesome. And boy, oh boy, would that be cool. All right, patriots. So we are going to listen to what I think is an awesome interview, and it is a great discussion about where – about an incident that I just haven't talked a lot about. And like I said, a lot of that is I've just had my suspicions. But David provides a great insight today into what has gone on in January 6th and what's going on inside the prisons. It's eye-opening. I think you'll really enjoy it. So here we go. Patriots, today I've got an, an exciting guest and somebody I have so much respect for. And this is David Summerall, whose ministry is Stop Hate. And that's stophate.com. I'm telling you, he's been doing this for years. We're going to get into all of this. And it's absolutely what we all need to hear a lot more of. And he's got an amazing heart and dedication to fighting this enemy that we're dealing with at so many levels and bringing people together. David, nice to have you
1: on, man. How are you doing? I am doing as wonderful as possible, man. I really am. It's good to be here.
0: Absolutely. Let's start with a little bit background about yourself so people kind of get some
1: context Oh gosh, Carpenter Christian. Uh, hopefully not in that order. <laughs> uh, you know, just a uh, regular kind of guy. I did start stop hate back in nineteen ninety two. My wife at the time was pregnant with my son, my only child, and I thought, you know, we can't bring a kid into a world like this with the Rodney King, the LA riots, the whole thing. And so she was pregnant during that, and you know, we we're just thinking, you know, what can we do, and you know, prevention. Is really all we could think of. You can't put, you know, water on in the fire. You can't throw money at it. You can't break up the fight, but you can try to prevent the next thing. So stop hate's actually an acronym. Start turning off prejudice, heal attitudes through education. And it's all about, you know, the commitment to not use hate as a first response. Start the hard conversations, educate each other and and try to make the world a better place for our kids. I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but really what we're here to uh try to do
0: no it sounds more like kingdom work i think that's really yeah. where we're at i mean it's i had this great meeting recently with the vice president of the navajo nation and it, one of the things i love about older cultures is that they really see the heart where we really try to we are been kind of conditioned to see the brain if you will and no it's true and um you know he made this comment because we were sitting there and He says, you know, I make time for business, but I make special time for kingdom work. And I just love that phrase. It just kind of grabbed me and I'm like, you know, we all need to be doing that, right?
1: We do. I have a shirt that says kingdom business and one of my favorites because there is no question. There's no gray area. And, you know, I I don't know if I said it last time we were together, but I truly believe this, that if we had you know, spend as much time and dedication and focus on Jesus for the Trump era instead of on Trump, you know, the, the whole world w- would be a different place, not just America. And that's, that's where we have, you know, dropped the ball in so many ways. And I think we'll talk about the church as well and our responsibilities and, and obligations, but that's a big part of it to me.
0: Oh man, brother. I, I, I've been talking about this a lot. In the fact that when we prayed for the president, we weren't praying for him. We were praying for him to fix us. It's true. Rather than we will pray to walk with you and bring Jesus into it. In fact, my big push lately is, and this was all put on my heart by God, we have to pray for him to be a repenting president in Jesus. And what that would do if a man like that was able to lead the nation in a repenting prayer. Whoa. Yeah. Well, we're talking or, or, <laughs> about writing history right there,
1: but, but are we trying to lean on Trump to save us right now from Biden and everything that's going on? Are we hoping that he comes back and saves us? Literally. That's what I hear people say. So where do we draw the line in worship? Because our God is a very jealous God. And and I do not you know, want to fall into some, because I'm not, a, I'm, I don't worship men. I don't own a Trump shirt or a Trump hat. I voted for the guy you know, I get that he's a good leader, all these things, but we have to understand it's that time of how much do we put with him? How much do we, you know, put with our church, with our God, with our ministries, because we all have one or we're supposed to. And, uh, you know, I think that balance is what we lose sight of so many times in so many ways. And, and I, I really think everything is about the balance that, you know, it's the same as iron sharpens iron. We're here for each other and and uh, we've we've lost sight of that in so many ways.
0: Oh, man, I so agree with that, I'll tell you. Let's talk a little bit about January 6th. And if you don't mind, I want to dig into this. You've had so much work in it. You did the film. Um, I think it was Bloody Hill, is that correct?
1: That's right, second film.
0: Second film, okay. And so what I really want to kind of dig into to start with, and it just, just comes, up I told you a little bit, I mean, I, I they threw me in jail for 20 days, long enough for me to get a glimpse as to a little bit of what goes on behind the walls, and there's a whole lot of Jesus in there, I'll tell you that right now. That's right. But um, one of the things that strikes me, and I haven't quite been able to sort this out, we keep getting these reports out of what's supposed to be like one of the worst lockdown. People are calling it the, uh, and Coe calls it the, the DC Gulag. How are they getting cell phones in there? How are we are they getting calls out like this with this lockdown and able to tell these stories? It it the reason I'm saying this is it's there's a side of that story that and just forgive me if it, it's crossing lines of truth, but it just gets my back up like we're getting played a little bit to try to gin people up to make them fear rather than oh. have faith.
1: Oh, brother, listen, uh, you're you're never gonna uh, questions should not ever offend anyone if they're asked honestly, and that's that's the thing here. A lot of people have said, you know, how did Jake Lang make a movie if he's in prison? You know, well, he didn't make the movie. He's got people. He talks to people, you know, of course, on the telephone. It says what he wishes. But, you know, it's like he's never even seen it. He knows what it's about. He knows what he wanted in it. And, and but he's never seen the stuff that, you know, people see now. They do have tablets. They do have uh phone visitation. So if you have uh, 40 people trying to use two phones, it's difficult. But when you can get a phone call out there are charges involved and recorded phone calls you know on and on but you know you can talk to people outside you can make phone calls um unless you're on lockdown or in the hole or something like that but there are you know conversations that you can have on the phone with people and that's how they're you know not not cell phones necessarily but you know phone in the jail and it's recorded and you know all that there's no privacy for for argument's sake but That's how the communication happens. And it's not consistent. You know, if the guys are in trouble, they stop that or they'll take their tablets away. And, and, you know, I understand that, man, because even the deaths, you know, we look at Ashley Babbitt and a lot of people still have questions. Is it real? Is it not? Did she die? Is she a white hat? All these things. And and they're they're honest questions if they are. And, And that's okay. We need to answer them. We need to get to the bottom of all the deaths that day so people know Without a doubt, what happened?
0: I mean, it's a horrific event, and it was all staged right around the Weimar Republic and that whole image that was there when they were stormed back in history, and they just kind of try to recreate that same measure of fear and panic in the public. And one of the things that concerns me a great deal is the longer this has gone on, the deeper the hate goes into that side that is so blinded by their hate in President Trump so blinded by their hatred in this um, the, what they believe to be the truth in the January 6th event. It, it is almost overwhelming them to the point it's becoming an alternate reality that they can't walk anywhere else. In. Have, you, have you run into that?
1: No, completely. And, and unfortunately I think that's on both sides. I mean, how, how do we feel? And I've said this before um, you know, they think we killed people and that's what they've been told and, They've tried to show glimpses of what people believe is what happened, even if it didn't. Um, and they, they've written this narrative and this story, this make-believe fable. The left has, the media has, the government has. That's all the people, because they're easily uh, impressionable at this point. But how does it make us feel when we're not believed? When we say, I didn't go for that. I didn't go to overthrow the government. I went to a protest. I went to a rally. I went peacefully. We sang Kumbaya. And until you understand so there's hatred that's this is intentional division. Bloody Hill went over that to an extent. But you know, let me let me read to you the, the definition in the dictionary of terrorism is the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against citizens in the pursuit of political aims. Unlawful use of violence and intimidation. So the violence was January 6th. The intimidation has continued, especially against us, the civilians in the pursuit of political aims. I, I would beg to say that that's exactly where we live. The terrorists are in these positions of power over all the people. And I've tried to say January 6th, we can never get past this as a people until both sides understand Exactly what happened, or it's that misunderstanding, it's worse. It's our our modern civil war, but it's Tiananmen Square by our government. And I think the good thing about it is that there's so much proof and evidence that that everyone, not only us, has found, but lots of people are digging this up. And it won't take as long as 9-11 or JFK or Waco or any of these other things to see the intentionality of the government, the media, the people at work here, the uniparty, you know, it's not just one side here. So I think there's a lot to unpeel, but I think it's happening a lot faster because of the modern day. I mean, we had a million cameras there that day. So, you know, we're, we're having a lot of success with the evidence. And, uh, you know, that's an exciting thing for the people that are in jail for sure.
0: No, no doubt. How many people do we have in there? Do you know?
1: Uh, Nine, Hundred and almost 90, 990-ish, 986. I think last count the other day. They kind of come and go here and there. People take a plea deal, they arrest a couple more. You know, it's it's just horrible. It, it's
0: just incredible. And how many have died in, in jail? Do you know?
1: Uh nobody's died in jail. And this is the big thing. You know, people hear about the torture and they hear about the food and the conditions. You know, we've had five or six deaths outside of J ers but there are people that, you know, Matthew Perna was not in jail. He he was outside and, and Mark, the last guy, so there's five or six different. And we did a death article at stop that that talks, I think we're up to 21 or 22 deaths related to January 6th, including that day. And then after, but my, my point is we have to all do a better job of outreach because the guys that are in prison. They actually have a support network. We have the prayer group, the letter writing, the family groups, the 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 chaplains and counselors. We've we've done what we can to support them once we know they're there. But these people that are still out are isolated, and they're they're facing the entire weight of this government, and they don't know what to do. And it's a un, unsurmountable amount of pressure to try to deal with and and kind of compartmentalize that. Mm-hmm. And, and, they you know, we're seeing the, re- the repercussions of that. And that's our government's fault. That's that terrorism, that intimidation. And they will not stop. They want 2,500 to 3,000 more arrests. And that's where they're getting those Pearl Harbor numbers, those 9-11 numbers, because that's what they want. But this is worse than any of those because our own government did this to us inside job. It's not a foreign government. It's not a foreign power or a adversary. It's our own people did this to us. And I want to get into the lies about the deaths before we get out of here today.
0: Well, let's dig in now, man. Let's just do this because I think it's really important. The I know that came up um, yesterday, I found it, that the Department of Defense has been hiding one of the, the guy, I guess, that shot Babbitt. Did you see that?
1: Oh, yeah. Housed him. Housed
0: him. I mean, this is we're, we're having to come to grips with something as a nation that is our founding fathers knew was going to happen. Sadly, but people have not been able to digest this yet. That we have a government that has been taken over by corporatocracy that has absolutely no interest in the people, only in its own power. It's pure tyranny. It's turned against the people, and in so doing, we will do anything to secure its power.
1: Well, it's, it's really a lot worse than people think, and I, I hate to be the guy saying there is a monster under the bed, and it's huge, but it is, and when you understand that the verbiage, you know, we know how much we've put emphasis on how important words are, and words matter, and we've seen them weaponized and flipped and turned, and, you know, I always joke around and say, I want to go back to when gay meant happy, you know, because <laughs> It doesn't anymore, you know, it means miserable, mad, hateful, and and those days are gone. And we see all these words like uh, terrorist and stuff, you know, and domestic violent extremist is the big thing. Um, You know, hate crimes and racism didn't quite cut it. They tried to cut a swath through the population for division, and it didn't work until they modified their verbiage to domestic violent extremists. Now you notice they're using the FISA warrants. The F in FISA means foreign. Now that means not domestic for everyone. So that means they're not supposed to use these foreign things on citizens like this military force, like the FBI doing what they're doing. And somebody needs to really step up and call them out for that. And I hope that it's some kind of long game setup. You know, like Flynn with Trump, one of these things that exposes and, you know, people have to pay for it. But, you know, until then, our people are suffering in jail. And I don't see why no one is focusing more on the deaths from January 6th because they are easily provable. Here's the reason that I believe no one's case involves the murders from January 6th. So they're all trespass or 15, 12 or you know whatever, picketing, parading. Uh, none of it has to do with the the murder and the ones had to approach that. but I really think that that's where the the keys are. We put an article out uh, in January. Um, I was looking through video and finally saw a guy on a stretcher, a medical stretcher, you know, in the middle of the crowd and I thought, I've, I've seen the barricades and I've seen him carrying them, but I'd never seen a, med- a medical stretcher. I looked, it was, it was Kevin Greeson. And I thought, well, I thought we carried him out or not. We, but the people carried him out on a barricade. So I went back to the barricade footage, a couple of different angles, different shoes. Now, let me understand the importance of this, <laughs> the government told everyone Benjamin Phillips never made it to the event. He was not a part of the crowd. He was parking the bus somewhere, had a stroke, died of natural causes. And everybody said, well, okay, some dude probably overweight, walked around too much, got excited, had a stroke. Truth of the matter is a year later, we found him. I found him in the middle of this crowd. He's another victim of the concussion grenades. And in case people don't remember They said Kevin Greeson, the other victim of the grenades, they tried to say he tased himself in his privates until he died. That was the first story. And then they just said he had a heart attack and that, you know, nobody said anything about grenades. The the coroner just said two men died of natural causes and one lady died of a drug overdose. But we know now that that drug overdose was Lila Morris, the metro police officer, beating her to death with a stick after she'd been CS-gassed into unconsciousness. They stole her air, whether or not she was, you know, still breathing or not. Lila goes to town with that big long stick until Roseanne moved for her last time. When the medics got to Roseanne's body, she was in a pool of CS gas. They had moved her down the hall in a cart down the other way and still working on her. And she's in a puddle in a pool. Now that's excessive force. All the violence that day has been deemed objectively reasonable. When we know it's not, these are murders that have been written off. Ashley, we saw assassinated for nothing. She hit Zachary Alam in the nose, the guy that broke the window out, hit him in the face trying to pull him back, and she was trying to take over. She'd been begging the police, do something. Why aren't you calling for reinforcements? Do something. And when they walked out of the way, he broke the window, Zachary broke the window, she pulled him back, punched him, and as she went to go through the window, she was shot by Michael Leroy Bird which is another that Taylor Hansen and myself several put out to the media three or four months before they finally admitted it was him. They threatened to sue us. They said we couldn't say his name. He was deemed a hero. And I said, that's all proof I need to go to the press. You can sue me. People need to know this. And we get to Officer Sicknick. I want people to know the government and the media lied, made up a story about Sicknick. Not only to try to frame a couple of Trump supporters, but that's one of the articles of of impeachment against Trump was that he incited a violent insurrection or whatever it was that led to the death of an officer. No, that's a lie. They impeached your president based on a lie. Does that make anybody like think twice? They took 24 hours to craft a story about Officer Sicknick getting his head beat in with a fire extinguisher. When his body was laying there, he had a stroke. He's in the hospital. You could go look at him and see that there was no injury to his person. Why did we have to wait two months to find out he had no injuries? Why did they lie his body in state for three days in the Capitol as a martyr and bury him at Arlington National Cemetery and impeach trump and put people in jail for her and let those stories run for months. Nancy Pelosi even talked about it January 6th in the anniversary tour that they did with the historian and then people are being arrested by these state authorities and uh marshals saying your people killed one of our people with a fire extinguisher. That's a lie. And yet people don't know. I hope That they would be as upset and angry as I am when they hear the truth that it's all intentional lies to frame people as domestic violent extremists. And brother, I'm telling you, when we came back from D.C. because I was there, FBI has been to my house a handful of times. I hadn't gone to jail yet, but my employee, several, I've had three or four of the guys that work with Stop Hate that are facing charges, been to jail, going back, maybe we don't know. And, you know, my experience is to try to get ahead of this and get as much truth out so that if you do go away, at least they kind of know what happened. And nobody else is doing this with the deaths.
0: I'm glad you did this. And I appreciate it because I know these are this is some pretty horrific things we're dealing with here. And it's a government that I've I've served our government. I didn't serve this government. Let me be clear. And I wouldn't. It's um, exactly. It's one of these principal things we say, I love my country, but we've got a tyrannical force running this government. That's right. And sadly, there's a lot of people that are just misguided and they are in the agencies, the marshals, the FBI, military industrial complex. And they are more interested really in executing the adrenaline of their job than they are in doing the right thing. Yeah. And, and that's a pretty sick statement to where we are.
1: Yeah. I think half of them are, you know, hopped up thinking, Hey, we're going to get to, you know, hurt somebody that possibly was involved with the death of a policeman. And, you know, they're always looking to push somebody handcuffed down the stairs in those situations. Can't blame them. I get it. But the other ones are, you know, thinking, Hey, I'm 30 years in and I'm 29 years in. I can't buck the system and tell my boss, no, I want to retire. I got my benefits and, you know, I, I'm just trying to protect my family. And, you know, that's why we have pled from day one to, to these whistleblowers, these people that would step forward. I mean, I don't understand that the FBI, when they came to my house the second time, uh, well, actually it was the fourth time, but the second time I talked to them um, that, you know, I told them about the murders and I, I might've told them the first, no, it was the second time. About the murders and who witnessed them. And, you know, to my knowledge, the FBI has never reported the murders as murders. I mean, there's a big difference of someone falling off a building and someone getting pushed off or thrown off or shoved off. So if you don't report that, you know, there's a there's a code for that. It's 18 US code subsection four. That if you know of a felony and don't report it, you go to jail for three years. Well, there's senators, congressmen, FBI, judges, cops of all sizes, shapes and colors that know of murders that never reported them as murders, including the J6 committee, the Capitol and Metro police. There's a lot of people and the four cops that accidentally killed themselves need to be thoroughly investigated. We'll leave that right there for now. But we see this time and time again, the same player, Stephen D'Antonio, the field director of the FBI for J6, just moved from Whitmer's Michigan case before that. He was the same guy in charge of the Michigan fiasco. He's the same guy that did the mar lago raid. Same guy, you know, Merrick Garland picks him. This is the same liars that have been in power, the same as Biden, the same as the Clintons, same crew. They haven't changed. They don't have our best interests at heart, and now they've turned it up to where they're actually trying to put people. This is the test, the J6ers. If they can put people in jail indefinitely as American citizens without due process, without charges, without trial, and keep them there, let's test the public and see if they say anything. That's kind of where we are.
0: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. We are there, and it's it's not a good testimony to the nation right now. I'll be blunt. It really is not. Are these guys able to be reached? Like when I say that, are you able to send them mail? Is there an, is there ministry in that prison that's able to get to them and help them? What? Tell us a bit about that.
1: Okay. So no ministry for them, unless you want to read a nation of Islam newspaper, no church services, no chaplains, no pastors because they're not, not, you know, injected. So, that's the way that goes for them. And, and, you know, as much as I hate it, I understand that stance. I'm not going to get a shot just so I can see a preacher and tell them why I took the shot. That would be dumb. But at the same time, no family visits. Now you're going to understand 630 days, 640 days, 520 days, you know, 300 days. The all uh, literally that's as long as some of these guys have been in here It's two years, almost people. And they haven't seen a family member since. So just go figure no visitation, no nothing, because the family's not vaccinated or they're not vaccinated or it's due to COVID or it's just a shutdown or it's this or that. And it's totally unfair and people don't know. So let me direct you to stophatecom slash J six. There's calls to action from letter writing to a prayer group. Uh, You can contact your Senator, Congressman, sign petitions, um, There's lots of things to do. The stop hate department of defense has their individual gifts and goes. So you're, you're donating straight to the people. You know, we don't touch the money. It's not my link. I collected their links, put them on one page so people can find them. And I suggest adopting the ones from your state first and and, and make sure you spread the love. A lot of these guys don't get much commissary money and you really need about $500 a month and commissary just to eat the prison food is not good let's just put it like that so you live on unfortunately the salt and the sugar you know the ramen noodles and the honey buns and you have to be able to get those things so you know it's at least more more sanitary I guess more safe for you but that's where they are so there's plenty of things to do at stophate.com slash j6 and you can support the families, the prisoners, the the prayers and letters are really important because they're they're low cost, but we could do high volume. And, and you know, I've I've tried to suggest, and of course it's hard, but if we had, you know, a, a lot of people sending letters, wouldn't the jail get to a certain point to say, you know, we can't take this many letters and we're getting hundreds of thousands of letters. And, and what are we gonna do? And then the public outrage when they start to try to throw those away you know, and say, what are you doing? This is mail. Now it's a federal offense. What are you doing? You know, so there's things that we can overload for free and for low cost. You know, if we all prayed and, and got a 24 hour, seven day a week prayer chain behind these guys, man, you know, every night at nine o'clock, they sing the star spangled banner. The guys in prison still every day they've done it. And every day they'll continue to it. R- Richard Bigo Barnett started that. And, uh, you know, then there's sing for freedom. That everybody goes around their house at nine o'clock. Go out in your front yard and sing the the national anthem and record it and send the video and put hashtag Sing for Freedom and and send it. Around. I mean, we can do things. Tie a yellow ribbon. We're trying to bring the the yellow ribbon campaign back, guys. We just have to do something to get involved. It's it's not enough to know. We have to be the people, and that's that's something we literally put on a wristband uh, a month or two ago, we're, we're passing about be the people. It, it sounds great. We, the people, yeah, a little classic, little old school, but what are you doing? You've got to be the people you've got to stand up. You've got to be the people they talk about when, when they look back and say, these are the ones that that said enough is enough. We want everything back. You've taken it. It's like the devil stealing, stealing, stealing real quick, man. I know I've rambled a lot. Steal, kill, and destroy—sound familiar? I mean, that's the devil. That that he's here to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and on that day, they stole the election, they killed the people, and they've destroyed their lives and their families ever since. I don't think that's a coincidence.
0: No, and you know, I'll be very candid. I have not pushed this topic a lot on the channel, and a lot of it's been just trying to sort out which you have done an amazing job here between the FBI insurgents and and uh, instigators and the January 6th issue and unfortunately I think I don't think I'm in a minority no we we have there's so many people that the that they put in there to instigate this sure I had somebody come up to me um, just this last weekend and say hi I can introduce you to Proud boys and one of the chapters on the West Coast and I said no. I yeah. said, I will not. And yeah. he said, why? I said, because the infiltration right now with the FBI, which I happen to know, is so deep in these groups, I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's a reality that we're trying to sort through in the midst of all this, of who's who. And what you're really providing here, uh, David, and I really appreciate it, is some real visceral reality of what's going on with these guys in jail. And, and we'll definitely push it a lot more. I will. And I'll get the Bard's nation to mobilize on this in as much in many ways as we can.
1: Listen, I I can't thank you enough for that. And here's my whole thing, people, you don't have to agree with anything that happened or the motivations or the good guys or the bad guys from the day, because we know there were both, but just understand that, that they are not getting due process and, and, and no one should have to suffer through that, especially the way they're, they're doing a lot of people call them prisoners of war, and I appreciate that. But to be honest, they're hostages because prisoners have rights. These guys don't. And, and that's a big difference. I mean, we've had them beaten in there until they've lost vision in their eye, shoulders, you know, out of circuit. It's just never ending. So, So just understand that even if you don't understand what happened, because we told people when we got back or I did, they're coming for you next. And they said, we didn't go to, to D.C. We didn't act a fool. We didn't make us look bad like y'all did. Y'all shouldn't have done that. Y'all shouldn't have done that. And I'm thinking, y'all should have done what? Nobody knew there was even a, a march to the Capitol until Trump said during his speech, hey, we're going to go down to the Capitol after this. Now, there were some speeches set up around there and stuff that some people knew about. But by and large, most people didn't. When Trump said, come hear me speak, they weren't coming to hear Ollie Alexander and all those guys, Alex Jones. They were coming to hear Trump. So when Trump said, we're going down to the Capitol, people are like, oh, cool, let's take a walk. It's it's 40 minutes, you know, let's, let's take off. So that's the difference. But they went to their school board meetings and said, we don't like CRT. And then the FBI bangs on their door. And I'm saying, I told you, it's just anyone who speaks out against the government, against the system. And these guys were the election auditors, the originals. They went and said, we have problems with, product liability issues we we need some proof and and they were literally Tiananmen squared you know and and that's what people need to realize so I put my first film out brother on June 4th of last year just a couple of months after January 6th and it's crude and rudimentary or whatever but it's it's like that on purpose it's just footage from the day I had a whole crew we spread out and filmed as much as we could. And then I had friends that added to it. And then we got some from where we could find it and put this together real fast to try to get ahead of the left's narrative because we knew what was coming with HBO. And it's called uh, just go to stophate.com and look for the picture that says writing history, R-I-G-H-T-I-N-G, writing history. And you know, it's 37 minutes, but it'll give you flashbacks. It takes you there on the day, it shows you what most people saw. But it also shows you the deaths, some of the police brutality, and you get a different understanding about how, like you were talking about, the provocateurs may have sucked some people in, or if you saw some of the brutality, you might have, instead of hitting the flight button, you hit the fight button and leaned in and said, you can't do that, like so many of the guys in the tunnel. So just so people know, there's 70 plus percent of our prisoners are veterans that were heavily concentrated around that tunnel on the west side where Roseanne was murdered. And that's where they were trying to save Roseanne, save people. That's where the big crush was. And that's where Fanon and HBO made their movie. So all that big police push Roseanne's death, all that violent spray was, was just as set up as it could be. And, and when people understand that's where the victims that were arrested first for their camera gear, so they can't get their footage out, so they can't get their videos out, put in DC Gitmo and held there since. Very few people get out until they're trial. If you're there, you're there. I mean, a couple have, but that's where it is. I mean, that's how you get 630 days in jail by not getting out. And, and people like Biggs have been in there for hundreds of days. I just put a video out about the Proud Boys. And it shows that they had no plan. If we can prove they had no plan, then they certainly didn't have a plan with the oath keepers who also had no plan that the government speaking of. And then there's no collusion between them. The whole story falls apart like we know it does. And we find out the only plan was the FBI, the government, Pelosi, the chief of police, the mayor, the sergeant at arms and the politicians and the media. And that changes the whole game because then you can root for the underdog because you finally found out he's the good guy. And that's where we really need to get. These people didn't do anything in the way of overthrowing their government. So please don't misunderstand what you saw. If you come in, in the last part of a fight, you're not going to know who started it. And, and literally these people were as peaceful as they could be. I know there was a push at that second gate that, that got them onto the property. But after that, they were standing peacefully saying, USA, please listen, we're here to redress our government on megaphones. Everybody was standing, and the police throwing grenades in the in the crowd. And, 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 I'll, and I'll say this real quick: all the public footage, the video we took, everything that we made, the movie, all the research that I and my team have done, you know, for the last almost two years. I'm also a licensed investigator. One of the attorneys, Joseph McBride. At uh, McBride Law, New York City, I think NYC uh, hired me to be an investigator. So I've had access to the 14,000 plus hours for, you know, eight months. And I've dug around really well. And I can tell you that you would be sick. You know, we've all seen Victoria White getting beaten in the tunnel. Now multiply that times hundreds of people getting beaten like that for no reason. You know, literally women being hit in the back of the head, you know, guys get their teeth knocked out for nothing. Police laughing about it, standing around doing nothing. Um, It's an amazing thing to know that they won't let the public see these things because it would change the whole story immediately. And y'all would be like me saying Lock all those politicians up now. They all need to be in jail for what they've done for the last two years, because if y'all knew, you'd be beside yourself. So I just do my best to tell people, and it's, it's an arduous task, brother, because a lot of people don't understand it, so they don't want to talk about it. And we've got people suffering that need our help. Stophate.com slash J6, if y'all can help with that.
0: Now you make a great case, man. And I'm I'm listening and, and the audience is engaged. I just I know I know who listens here and we have a great a great following and we've needed a story, an inside view like this that you're providing. You know, I, I guess, you know, one of the things that stirs deep in my heart is the betrayal of our law enforcement. And unfortunately, that reflects on every single person wearing a uniform because we've just seen too much of this. Over the last two years, of the power gets to their head, the enforcing of illegal rules that ultimately culminates into a, you know, into these sorts of events like this, where when they get together, the group thinks kicks in and the adrenaline kicks in, and they just love using violence and force. Yes, sir. which definitely yeah. feeds this counter narrative, which I'm not entirely for, but we definitely have to do some recalibrating which is defund the police right
1: you know there's uh, (laughs) i would say defund the capital and the metro police real quick you can't do much worse than they have and you know we spoke earlier i did about intentionality you know the the intent to do something like this you've got to look at that one officer girl that they took to the super bowl and celebrated uh lila morris dreadlocks uh you know, attractive lady, Metro police officer took her to the Super Bowl and, and celebrated her as a hero. Well, it turns out that that's the same lady that is the one that beat Roseanne Boylan with that stick, you know, to death, we think, because she died and, uh, you know, they, they were celebrating her before we even knew who she was. So we see that they were celebrating Fanon, they were celebrating Dunn. These are the guys they put as the face, you know, the FBO, the the, the star of the HBO special and and all that. So there's a, a certain amount of they did this on purpose that everybody should be upset and say, you know, you think we're really stupid, and hey, you tricked us for a little while, but now that we know we're not gonna stop and we're not gonna let you do it again, they keep saying, We can never let this happen again. No, no, we can't, but. It's because people don't even know what happened or they'd be saying, you know what? Y'all will never be out of prison again. This will never happen again under your watch. It's not that we went to overthrow the government. We went to save it. We went to save it. And it's been so bastardized, so swapped on its head to make us look like we were aggressive. I'll give you a little secret. A lot of people don't know that West tunnel that was so violent Nobody got in over there. Nobody went in the building on the west side there. Nobody got in to the building where the violence was. All the people got in the building at the other doors, maybe a couple of windows, but there was not the violence. So all they do now is show you the violence at the west tunnel and then tell you people went inside. And they leave you to believe Everyone got in violently. We've seen so many videos on and on about people going in peacefully. The police standing there. Hey, we disagree with you, but hey, I respect you. Letting them walk by up the stairs, doors, holding them open. Sometimes shaking hands, fist bumps. We've seen it. Those are the cops who got in trouble, got reprimanded, got written up for being nice to the MAGA people. And that's the world we live in. So until the public says Man, y'all really lied to us. You told us that three people, two died of natural causes and one died of a drug overdose. Y'all are filthy, criminal liars. How are you even on our ballots again? Can you say collusion? And I'm sorry, man, I get wound up about this, but these people need to be in prison for murders. And I'm not talking about just the police. These people knew about this. They intentionally did. Like I said, sicknicks laying there in the hospital, you can see that his head is not smushed. You can see he's just in a coma. You're waiting to unplug him. Matter of fact, they dropped the story about his death before they unplugged him and had to retract it and then put it out again after he was dead. That's how much of a plan these people had. We need to wake up to that and take our country back.
0: No, I fully agree. I I think that's the biggest question though. And I, what's your, which, where do you see this going? There's a lot of, we started right at the beginning with this Trump worship problem, which I agree with. Yeah. At the same time, outside of a of a people-driven revolution, the court systems have proven to be broken. There's no avenues right now to get these guys out and give them a true sense of, of rights as they need and due process. And we're seeing the system really making making a statement to the nation which is we will do this to all of you which is really their intent anyway because their dream is to round up every trump supporter and everybody that defies them and put them in an internment camp that's right probably do the chinese thing extract organs and, and euthanize the rest yeah that's not said as a conspiracy i mean it's it's documented and this is their intention so what do you see, David, as a direction of where we're going and how this can turn around? Because this, this is some heavy stuff we're dealing with, when, with what you've painted as a picture of the depth of rancer and tyrannical corruption that exists in our capital of this nation. And the idea that people were even arrested to go into the people's house, that's still one that bites me so wrong. And they've declared it as their territory, primarily because DC is a foreign country, and we have such little discussion about this. I, I realize President Trump's come out and made some comments, but if we take it on the aggregate whole, the main, the most massive influence, influencers of this country have not been pushing this as much as they
1: could or should, in my opinion. No, and that's where we we scream. I got in a lot of trouble the first couple of months saying, "Why won't y'all help us? What? Why is everybody so quiet?" And literally, I think Trump got it right at his first inauguration when he said he's giving power back to the people. And it's up to us guys. I I can't see anyone swinging into the rescue for us. And I think we've got two, you know, major, major battles to fight on this front right now. And one is in in defense of our people, you know, of course, to support them, you know, financially and in prayer and and, in every way that we can, but they really desperately need you know a change of venue, they're never going to get a fair trial in DC. And my friend Trentis Evans, he's got a site called condemnedusa.com and he's he's put a team, you know, he's got people working on these issues trying to help with the due process. Several of the, of the lawyers are working together on it, and you know, that's very important. Uh, you can't trap people in there and put them through your rigged system and just keep declaring point after point. And, and it's just not fair. And, and there's no, no way to fight back there basically. And, and the second thing is I think we've been so desensitized and, and so uh, you know, put off with our entertainment, our movies, our our violence that we consume over and over. And, you know, I think we've been kind of tricked to think that broken glass and pushing and shoving and, and rubber bullets and mace and spray and screaming is more violent than when people die. And and I really think that's sad that the government told these people when their family members died, that, you know, that Trump was responsible for it. And they said, well, you know, that that's horrible. How could he do such a thing to us? And, and then they said, well, we need to get the body back. And they said, well, it'll be eight or $9,000. They said, we can't afford that. Well, we can cremate them for a couple of hundred bucks. Well, that's what we'll have to do. Well, there goes your evidence. So I think when we step back as a nation and say, wow, you know, they shouldn't have done that made us look bad. They broke glass. They pushed through that barricade. They were all walking up the stairs and they were not in order. Some people were carrying pencils, whatever, But then you weigh that against the lies that you were told about the murders. Now, here's what I think we need to do is send notices to uh, you know every Congress, Senate, FBI, judge, prosecutor, everybody that we can think of, sheriffs, and, and send affidavits and the statements and the five death article. And we've done the homework. We've got the witnesses and the videos to corroborate all five deaths, all five, the four that day and the one the next day. So we need to. Get notices to these representatives, et cetera, and say, in case you didn't know, because you hadn't been told because of all the lies and we understand. There were five people that were murdered, whether by force or by negligent homicide by the police, not getting him help because Sicknick was taken to the police. And the guy said, I think this guy, you know, we've got the witnesses. And it, until we, sign them in to say, you know, you have to do something now. You've been notified because like I said, they can go to jail if they don't report the murders and the people at some point are going to have to say, it's not acceptable. You don't represent me. You don't sound like me. You don't do what I want. And it's like our children, we have to cut them off from their finances and we have to get them out of their room or their office. I'll tell you, January 6th was Just like Clue, it was Nancy Pelosi, you know, with her gavel in the Senate. And and I'm just telling you, it's that simple. But when they are the ones in control of the game board, nobody knows who the players are. It's all bait and switch. They had everybody on the Q shaman thinking he was some kind of mastermind. You know, it's ridiculous to see. The J six committee is about to do another thing. We, we destroy their evidence every time. Please pay attention to that. We'll, we'll put more stories, but check out those proud boy videos. We've got them saying that they don't have a plan to go inside. They don't have plans to do anything until that evening from the leadership of the proud boys. And that's on video. That's not made up. That's from January 6th. And yet they're holding them like they had some massive plan and it's not true. Proud Boys have really never really done anything you know, wrong on purpose, intentionally, like gone and broken or vandalized or, or stolen or beat people up that, that didn't attack somebody first. I'll put it to you that way. But it's amazing to see what the public does and doesn't know and what they don't want to know. And I understand that. But it's time that we activate, get in the know, do our own research. Don't trust me. All the research is there at StopHate.com and then some. And, and, you know, educate yourself. That's what the Bible tells us to do. We're supposed to be well proven and, and know these things. And, and, uh, I just put it on people to go and see something and challenge yourself to, to get outside of your comfort zone. Cause there's so many people right now that are forced outside of theirs. And they did that for you and they're suffering for you and, and they need you. So that's
0: it. You know, last night on the late show, which is fishers of men. I read Luke 35 on a bit, and it's important reference to here, which is, it reads, now, as Jesus was approaching Jericho, a man who was blind was sitting by the road and begging. But when he heard a crowd going by, he began inquiring what this was. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he called out, saying, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And those who led by were sternly telling him to be quiet. That whole passage, which leads to his receiving sight back. And then at the end, of course, they all praise God, which would not have happened had he not had the courage to reach out to Christ. And believe. There's a lot to this time, which we really have to understand that our role in what I and really recently been pushing the term, we need the dread champions of righteousness. And we need those that are willing to stand up and speak loud. President Trump told us that very explicitly on January 3rd in front of Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. And where, where he stood there is he said, it's now time for you to stand up and be heard. And I just, I think this has become, and to a large degree, the way that we have been conditioned as a society by a weak pulpit, I think that that place has been very much lost in our hearts of what it is to be a true patriot. Yeah. And as he stood there before in Mount Rushmore, and he told us that, I, I think the, the innate response was, yes, Mr. President, now how are you going to fix this for us? And we really have to light that fire again within us. Tell us a little bit about Bloody Hill. This film is available it's one I think people should see. You did that with Juano Saban, I believe.
1: Yes, Juan O'Sevin and Trentis Evans, the guy I was telling you about earlier. And uh, Andrew Mullinax was our our director for that and just a brilliant filmmaker. Um, really a big, big debut for him, I guess. And Sean Witzman was the assistant director, a good teammate of ours at StopHate.com. So we uh, got together with Juan, just having a discussion, talking about you know what we can do to you know, help turn the tide, put some points on the board, raise awareness. And, and, uh, we discussed the possibility of a film. And, uh, so I I reached out to Andrew. I'd met Andrew at a rock the red event in Greenville, South Carolina a couple months before. And he said, man, I'm a film guy. and, And if you ever have, you know, need for some help, I'd love to help with the film. And I thought, here's a chance to ask him, you know, what's going on. And, and, uh, within five or six days we were all together at a location that was kind of central to everyone. And, and literally four weeks later, we hit the press. It's a miracle film. And, uh, the way it was made was very unique as far as the team, how, how we overlapped the work and kind of had two different teams working at one time to, to kind of, it was neat. And, and being in construction, I like to experiment with stuff. So it's really, um, you know, stop, hate, film or whatnot just in in andrew being the producer for, or the director for that was just amazing i it took the load off of me i had other teammates working on the film part with him uh but you know one his influence is amazing his his perspective on things is always unique and and very bold and of course Trennis has experienced as a j6 J6er the whole system and and he's he's waiting for his court date now um, he ended up taking a plea to trespass mm-hmm. and so he talks about his journey and what the j6 committee and you know everyone's doing so it's kind of a you know a, a an opinion piece in a lot of ways and i get that uh, but it's backed up and full of you know tons and tons of video from january 6th that you know, a lot of it people have never seen and uh, it's not you know hidden government footage it's public footage because i don't do that but I don't want to go to jail but uh you know i think uh, most people you know high percentage have never seen some of the and and you know warning danger we do show the deaths so have your kleenex ready it's a it's a very emotional movie and uh, about an hour and a half um but it's chock full of what we believe to be the case that we've researched we've we've spent hundreds and hundreds of hours on you know, coming to these conclusions is these are things not that I dreamed up or that I wanted or, or willed into existence. You know, these are things that I hate that I've found that people need to know about. And I think that's a big difference. I'm not a, like I said earlier, I'm a carpenter. I kind of fell into this. Uh, God pushed me into this, I guess, but you know, for whatever reason I'm here and we're a big family trying to survive this thing together and we need all the support that we can get. Um, you know, stop hate is, is no difference. I'm self-supported. I'm not a nonprofit. I've done it for a long time, but it's always been a a glorified hobby, just something out of my pocket. And, you know, so the team has grown because of J six over the last year and you know, God has blessed me, you know, with, I I build, you know, decks and porches, pergolas and stuff out, outdoor stuff. And I've had a lot of work and I've been able to continue to pay the crew. Things are slowing down a little bit you know, for winter as, as outside where it goes, but you know, he has provided a way for us to, you know, do things that a little carpenter from East Texas should never have been able to do. And, and that way I can tell people it, it's not me, it's God, you know, I, I could not have spoken to congressmen and senators and media heads and, and, and the people that I did, there's no way, but for God. So I just want to leave people with that you know put yourself not in bad situations but impossible situations for yourself so that when he makes a way there's no way you can take credit and you know as a as a fellow family member with these j6ers you know i can say that you know we're waiting for that miracle and uh you know everyone's prayers are appreciated
0: on prayers you will definitely get so David, again, where how can people support you and where do they go?
1: Well, for Stop Hate, you know, in our ministry, like you said, it's uh stophate.com slash support. And uh, you know, Mike Lindell has been kind enough to give us uh, a couple of different promo codes. So, you know, we've got uh mypillow.com slash stop hate, but we also have for our J6 work, our investigation work you know, uh, mypillow.com slash POW. And uh, that money goes to the team for investigation and travel for things that we have to do to, to put more films out, points on the board in that respect. And uh, I've never asked people to replace what I put into it. I, I wish people would match me and help me to do more or, you know, somebody come along and say, this is the media that we need. And and we'll put you with this team, or, or or at least my people that work for me. They're awesome, they're brilliant, and they're fighting for their lives. And literally, and, I, and it's not to brag, but we've put out more, you know, information about January sixth. We're we're actual defendants. We were there. A lot of these reporters, you know, weren't even there that day. So how do they know? But um, it, it's been a, an amazing journey. I wouldn't trade it for a minute. And yet, you know, I wish we didn't have to go through these things. But we're learning so much along the way about each other and and God, it's amazing to see the ministry inside the prison with these guys doing Bible study and really finding, you know, it's like we talked about, it's, you know, when you don't have anything left and that's it, you know, and that's God and he's there for them in such a big way. So stophate.com slash support. And, uh, the, my pillow is stop hate or POW and Mike's brilliant man to give us such you know, good returns and and discounts for people up to 66%. It's beautiful. I bought a bunch of Christmas stuff from myself. It's kind of crazy, but it's, it's what we do to try to spread the word. Every little bit of help is, is greatly appreciated.
0: So you said that they couldn't or couldn't get ministry in the prison. No. Can you mail them Bibles?
1: You know, I don't know if Bibles are on the list. Um, I know that for the longest time they were sharing a printout of pages, um, You know, we'll just have to see if that's changed. I know I've had chaplains and ministers try to get access to visitation and, you know, they want to in person. I've had, uh, you know, a lady get her uh, certification that she could be a, a court witness, you know, as far as their treatment and their health and their conditions and you know, it's just really not, she can't even get in there to see them or anything. So what good does that do?
0: Well, so if you can find out some stuff on this and let me know, because what I'm thinking is we could do a mass mailing of pages of Bibles. be great. That would be great. And start getting people to work together so that we essentially mail an entire Bible in there, but we can do it in pages. So can you do some inquiring about that and let me know, David?
1: absolutely i'll put you with marie at patriot mail project and uh listen man she's awesome they do a lot of work tim rivers at the patriot news um everybody's working together i think everybody would be impressed if they dip their foot in and see what we've all developed in defense of our our people it's a beautiful thing and it's really i think more along the lines of how the country's supposed to be i'd be happy to get you that information and and put your people to work. We all need something to do, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, We need something. All right. We need topple. This government would be a good start.
1: I'm telling you,
0: David, we always close with a prayer. And if it's okay with you, we're going to do a prayer today.
1: Please. Absolutely.
0: Father, this has been a very humbling interview and a reminder of how much we are given on a daily basis and how quickly in a time like this, it can be taken away. Father, we want to just begin our prayers today just for David and all the work that he's leading to do. Continue to bless him with all the resources he needs. Bless him as you can bless all an unlimited amount of resources to come down upon him and and his team to continue their work in exposing the lies and revealing the truth to the world. And equally, Father, we pray for those that are in jail, the 900-plus that are being held illegally, that are even struggling to get access to your word. So, Father, we just ask that you will open doors that only you can open to tear down the walls that they seem to erect, to give us the ways, the means, and the resources to deliver Scripture, deliver Bible, to deliver ministry and whatever happens, and to ultimately bind those that are doing this evil and to bring justice to all those that have done such injustice to this blessed land, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name, Amen. Amen, brother. Well, David, it's been a pleasure having you on. Really enjoyed the conversation. We'll definitely remain in touch.
1: Well, thank you for having me on here and giving me a, a opportunity to vent. Like I said, it it gets a little emotional, a little wound up, and for good reason. Um, and and anything I can do to to help educate people on that, I just thank you for the time and. And for the true interest, I I really, really do thank you for that.
0: And it's not, it's not, you're not ranting. I mean, the truth is that this is a very visceral topic. that needs to be expressed as it is. You've done a great job with two films. We'll really encourage people to go watch them. And we just, we need to elevate that up. And as I told you myself, my own testimony of honesty here is, I haven't drilled down on this subject. There's been a lot of other things I've been focused on and I think you've done us all a great service and a blessing to kind of open our eyes here today to the the realities of what are going on here. And I, as we as we learn truth, then we're given mission to move forward and truly be the watchers on the wall and those that stand in the gap. Amen, brother. Amen to that. Well, God bless you, man. Thank you for being on and, and we'll be in touch and we'll talk soon.
1: God bless you, my friend. I appreciate your time. We'll talk real soon, brother. You
0: bet. Okay. Talk soon. Bye bye. So Patriots, that was David Sumrall and um, very moving interview, very powerful interview for me personally. I, as you've heard me say, and you've heard me say it here before, I've been hesitant to jump into the J six issue, not because I don't, that I don't believe what happened. It's just that it's really difficult to know where to begin. There was so much corruption. There have been so many infiltrators from the FBI and other agencies. There is such unbelievable deceit from our government. And we are literally looking at the Tiananmen Square of the modern day. 20 people dead, over 900 imprisoned illegally. They're being held under the Patriot Act. So with that, they don't have to be charged. They can be held indefinitely. That's one of the gifts that we picked up at, after the 9-11 scam the entire American public bowed down and said, okay, we need to do this to save our constitution. I don't know how that works, but anyway, that was somewhere in around when building seven magically blew up. So we're dealing with basically a fourth Reich in this nation. D.C. is a foreign country. It is a... It is a district that's controlled by the Bank of London and the Vatican. So they're holding them intentionally in D.C. because they're basically on foreign soil. You know, the things that I I do ask, and I ask this a lot, is, and I've I've said this before, and I'm going to be very blunt, I've been around this country a lot since, well, really focused since 2015. And in 2015 and 2016, and even when I was in working with DOD, I can't tell you how many times I would hear the, chest-thumping heroes talking about how they're going to save the nation with their guns and their might, and they're not going to stand up to tyranny. Well, I'm still asking, where the hell are they? Because we have 900-some-odd people being held illegally in our nation, and we have tyranny running rampant via the FBI, and soon coming to a state near you are over 1,000 IRS agents per state, like 1,700 per state armed and issued the right to shoot Americans for not paying their taxes. This is the world we live in. And we have the disservice, which is a true disservice of the Q operation, which has told us to and convinced too many people to sit on their butt and wait for the military to save the day while our military is eviscerated with the vax, broken in its moral position with transgender teachings worrying more about pronouns and cutting off their weenie than fighting. And we have the heroes in uniform that are sitting silent within those ranks because they're, they're caught on so many levels because it, it's difficult to connect. We need a coup within our military to overthrow the broken leadership, and we're going to have to start facing the reality that we, the people, have to start doing something to, do, to take this down. This tyranny is not getting less, it's getting more. And in the same time, we're being fed this constant line of chicken soup that we're supposed to fix everything through the elections in 2022, in November. It's complete BS. You're not voting out the prison guards that are beating the hell out of people in jail. You're not voting out the head of Capitol Police that led those people to destroy them and kill them on site. You're not voting out the true criminals behind the scene and you're not holding accountable every member of Congress that knows that this is a, an illegal act. So you need to start processing that and understanding the state that we're in because we've come to a point right now in our nation that the first and only place we can begin this fight and must begin this fight And we say this as a mighty warrior is on our knees repenting to God with eyes on Jesus. And from there, as God leads us, as he led Joshua, as he led Gideon, as he led David, we will know what to do. Listen to where God leads us. Go where he points us. Be fearless where we go. So, thanks for being with us tonight. i will see you in a little while. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And more than ever right now, we have to pray to listen. In in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom